0: a very small force, he set out with his remaining soldiers into the interior of Mexico, eventually wound up at the Aztec city of Tenochtitlan and conquered the entire country. For Cortez to burn the ships was a way of him telling his soldiers, there is no turning back. There is no other option. We have no other choice. We are here for a purpose." And we will accomplish that purpose or die in the process. And if I could be honest with you, over the last few days, weeks, and months, I have felt a strong sense of Holy Ghost destiny begin to build inside of my spirit. A destiny and purpose I believe that God has for our church. You see the word destiny is synonymous with providence with divine intervention and the idea that God has an ordained future for you to accomplish. And I believe that we as a church have a God-given destiny for this city. And that destiny is not just to gather on Sunday morning and sing three songs and have a sermon and go home. I believe God has given this church a destiny to change this city. We are here by divine appointment with a divine destiny to step forth into this city uh, and to turn it upside down by the grace of God. And since we have a divine appointment, uh, we therefore can expect uh, some divine intervention to take place. Uh, We can expect an anointing to flow. Uh, We can expect the Holy Ghost to be poured out uh, and miracles to happen uh, and healings to go forth uh, because God is here to accomplish uh, his purpose. And I'm going to be honest with you I kind of feel like Cortez a little bit as he stood on the shores of Veracruz it's time for we us as a church To burn the ships in the harbor because our destiny does not lie in the past. It does not lie in the harbor. It does not rely in retreat. And it does not lie in failure because failure is not an option. God has planted us here for a purpose and the purpose is to have revival. And there is no other choice. Brother Jim, we've got to be praying people through to the Holy Ghost. We need to be teaching home Bible studies. We've got to be baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, everything else we do is good, but our purpose is to see lives changed in this city, and we cannot settle for anything else but the divine move of the Holy Ghost. That is God's plan and will for the church. Our destiny lies ahead of us. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about what God has done in the past. I love looking back, Brother Roger, and reflecting upon the dance studio Meeting with 10, 15, 20 people and floor length mirrors on the walls and diarrhea orange paint. It was the weirdest atmosphere you could have church in. People would come into the dance studio. They'd walk through the foyer and I'm not making this up. There was a guy that would work out every Sunday morning and they would come to church and they'd have to hear whip it in the foyer and come in and we'd have a Holy Ghost blowout. I am thankful for what God has done in the past. But can I tell you our future is not in the past uh, it is in tomorrow God's got a greater revival for this church uh, than what we have seen uh, what we have felt uh, it was great last year uh, when 14 people are baptized in Jesus name uh, but I'm looking for the Sunday that we baptize 20 people in Jesus name uh, it's great when we've got five people getting the Holy Ghost uh, but there's gonna come a Sunday that we're gonna pray 25 people due to the Holy Ghost uh, because it's the destiny uh, that God church I told her a chance Thursday night I said, I can remember preaching at the dance studio and telling the church, uh, I can't wait for the day that we start averaging 150 uh, over the last two months at this church. Uh, we have averaged close to 150 on Sunday morning. Uh, we are where I used to preach about. Uh, can I tell you, as I stand here today, uh, I'm looking forward to the Sunday that we look out uh, and there's 250 people uh, and then I'm looking forward to three, 350 uh, because there are souls to save in this city. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Sunday that we show up on Felger Road and we walk into the brand new sanctuary for the first time and we see what God's doing that day is coming it's time to keep faith stop looking to the harbor but look to the interior God has a purpose I say all that because I feel driven by destiny and divine appointment today so I want to talk to you about this for a moment And the Bible, mountains often play a prophetic role in the future of the nation's history. And I believe we're going to see the same thing in our story today if you'll listen with me to Numbers chapter 13. God brought the nation of Israel out of over 400 years of Egyptian bondage. And as you read through the story, God did miracles. They were brought out of Egyptian bondage Pharaoh was hot on their heels and one supernatural act after another, God brought them deliverance. And through one miracle after another, they came to the shores of their promise. Brother Sean, they stood on the banks of their miracle. There they rested at Kadesh Barnea, the border of their destiny. And in Numbers chapter 13 Moses acquiesces to the people. And here's a point that most people miss. God didn't tell them to send in the 12 spies. Moses didn't tell them to send in the 12 spies. The people came to Moses and said, can we check out God's promise first? You see, you know what God said? Go in and occupy. You see, we don't need to try to figure out how God's going to do it. We don't need to send our 12 spies into the promised land and try to reconnoiter the area. If God said he is going to do it then we've got to trust God is going to do it. When they came to Kadesh Barnea they shouldn't have gathered 12 spies. They should have gathered their army and said tomorrow we step. But you don't know the walled cities. I don't need to know what lies ahead of me when I know what lies within me. And if God says it is ours then we don't need to figure it out. But we Just gotta step into the destiny and receive what thus saith the Lord. And so the people want to send in spies, and Moses acquiesces to their request, and they pick twelve spies to enter into the Promised Land and to search it out and bring back a report. And over forty days, the spies roam for approximately five hundred and some miles, roam through the land, the valleys, the rivers. Up over the mountains, they spy everything they could see, and they come back bearing wonderful fruit, illustrating the bounty and the blessings of the land. Their report highlights the great provisions that lay before them. It's a land, they say, Brother Seth, that flows with milk and honey. And they're just talking about how good the land is. What a blessing they show the grapes Look how big the grapes are. Look how big the pomegranates are. It took two of us to carry this cluster of grapes alone. And they talk about the figs and how great the the figs are. What a blessing. What a destiny that God has for our people. But then some of the spies begin to talk. Some of the spies begin to speak up. The grapes are big so are the people in the land oh yes the cities are beautiful but they're walled they're fortified <laughs> then you can almost just hear them whispering and you, you got to tell them there's giants in the land chance we can't go they're too big the walls are too thick the people are too strong we can't take the promised land Because we are like grasshoppers, they said, in our own sight. You see, they chose to walk by sight and not by faith. In other words, they were saying, we are too small for where God is taking us. They failed to reckon the vast resources of the Lord. Can I tell you in the Holy Ghost this morning... I know it might seem brother Roger uh, that we are too small of a church uh, for where God is taking us uh, but can I tell you in the Holy Ghost uh, I know there's giants uh, but God's got giant killers in this church uh, I know there's walled cities uh, but he got men and women to tear down strongholds uh, can I tell you what lies ahead of us uh, is not stronger than what is within us uh, yes uh, there's mountains to climb in the future of this church uh, let's start There's giants in the land. Let's take the giants down. There's walled cities. Yes, there are. But it's time to step by faith and let God bring down the strongholds. But I tell you in the Holy Ghost, I'm not the least bit afraid uh, that we have a million and a half church to, dollar church to build. Uh, I'm not afraid that we're going to get in there. There's going to be 500 seats. Uh, the way I look at it, uh, there's 500 seats uh, because there's 500 souls in this city uh, that God is reaching out to. Uh, and when we fill that 500, uh, we'll open up the balcony at 300 uh, because there's 300 or more souls uh, that God wants to save. And when that's filled, we'll tear out the back wall and put 300 because God wants to save this city and if God wants to save it let my generation be the generation of revival that gets rid of the giants and tears down the strongholds. I don't want to miss revival in my generation and while the 10 spies are telling everyone why they cannot go in and why they can't process and possess what God told them they were going to, Caleb spoke up and said, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Folks, you gotta be willing to become deaf to the naysayers. You've got to be willing to just shut your hearing aid off uh, and throw it out to the devil because in the weeks and months and years ahead, uh, as God begins to move and God begins to open doors uh, and God starts bringing revival in your family, God starts changing people's lives, uh, the devil's going to show up and say, he can't save that person, they're a giant. Uh, you need to shut the devil up uh, and say, I serve a God uh, who brings giants to their knees every single day. Uh, there's not a drug addict too strung out uh, that God can cannot save. There's not a man so broken he cannot fix. There's not an alcoholic so drunk that he cannot pull them out. We serve a God who says, that's your promised land. Occupy it. Take it. Seize it. This is our city. And God wants to have revival in this land. We give up too easy. Can I just preach what I I feel in the Holy Ghost right now? give up way too easy as a people because we see the giants we see the wild cities we see the strong arms of the people we see their armament and brother Mike we just step back I can't do this can I help build your faith today Uncle Scott I can't have revival here I learned a long time ago, Brother Dennis, I can't build that church over on Felger Road. I'm too small for that. I'm not strong enough, Brother Joe. I don't have enough money in the bank. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough ability. But you know what I do have? I've got a God who was able to move mountains. I've got a God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So I don't choose to look at what I can't do. I choose to focus on what he can do. Is there chance? Yes, there is. But I've also got five smooth stones. And I can put in a swing and trust my God to take care of the job. How did the 12 Israelite spies that went into the promised land, only Joshua and Caleb believed that God was going to give them victory and power to overcome everything they were facing? Think about this for a moment. These are 12 grown men, Brother Seth, that you've seen all the plagues in Egypt. They were led by the cloud by day and the fire by night. They had seen God part the Red Sea, and they had seen God bring the floods back in and wipe out the most powerful army in the world at the time. They'd seen all of that. And when they stepped in, Brother Jimmy, we can't do this. Can I remind you, you need to look at the past and see what God done and let that build your faith for the future, for what God is going to do. Uh, We have seen him do it before uh, and we serve a God who is the same yesterday, today uh, and forever. Uh, He did it before and he'll do it again. Uh, Can I tell you in the Holy Ghost, uh, he's opened up blinded eyes before, uh, he's going to do it again. Uh, He's made a way for us to buy this ground, uh, he's going to do it again. Uh, God built this church, uh, he's going to build that one. God filled you with the Holy Ghost, uh, he's going to fill your brother with the Holy Ghost. God brought you out of the pig pain. He's going to bring your son out of the pig pain. God delivered you from alcohol. He'll deliver your family from alcohol. We serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or oh, think our God. God is able. Sadly, that day the nation joined with the ten doubters and Numbers 14 said, they raised a loud cry and the people wept that night what a horrible day he was expecting to step into the promised land instead they cried themselves to sleep you see negativity and doubt are two of the deadliest diseases that could hit a church or a person's life because it would destroy the vision And so let me ask you this question this morning as I preach in the Holy Ghost. I wonder if there's any spies in the church this morning. I wonder, Brother Seth, if there's anyone who has crossed over the Jordan with me in the past couple months of this church uh, and has spied out the promised land uh, and can bring a report back to this church and say, yes, uh, it's going to be a fight. Uh, Yes, there's going to be a mountains. uh, But can I tell you, uh, there's wild cities, uh, but we're going to occupy cities uh, that we did not build. uh, And we're going to reap a harvest that we did not plant. uh, And yes, there's giants, uh, but with giants come testimonies. Uh, Is there any spies in the house uh, that can say, pastor, I've seen what you've seen. And I know my God is going to do it because he said he is going to do it. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost this morning. It's time that we step over Jordan and realize greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. This is our generation. This is our city. This is our revival. This is our time to see. God. And so began one of the saddest stories in all of Scripture. God's chosen people began to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Brother Seth, they forfeited their destiny. They wandered without conquest. They wandered without victory. They wandered without purpose. They wandered year after wasted year. Just waiting to die. Oh, I don't want to sound mean today. Please don't take this as pastor being ignorant when I say this. But I have preached in a lot of churches. And and brother Chance, I have preached in churches that went into a wandering phase where they just existed. They just gathered together as a social conclave every Sunday morning and they'd sing a few songs and raise their hands uh, and the preacher would get up uh, and they would leave but there was no forward movement. uh, There was no sense of revival, nothing. Can I tell you, uh, I don't want to waste my years wondering. I want to spend my years in the promised land. Uh, Yes, uh, I realize we're going to have to walk around Jericho uh, and I realize we're going to have to face the giants uh, but I'd rather spend my years uh, With a sword in my hand uh, Advancing the kingdom of God uh, Then wandering in a desert Doing nothing uh, Can I tell you uh, This is our generation Uh, Let's have revival in Somerset uh, Like we have never seen before Just existing That's all we did brother Seth An entire generation of God's people Just waiting to die Can you imagine that, Brother Jim? Coming to church every Sunday morning. No expectation. No growth, no change. Just waiting for the next generation to come. Waiting for an entire group of people to die off so that Joshua and Caleb could step across the Jordan River and receive the destiny God had for them. What... A frustrating 40 years and if I could just be transparent today I probably only have about 20 25 years of pastoring left and I'm not going to spend them languishing in a pulpit I want revival I want to see people praying through to the Holy Ghost I want to see people so hungry for baptism. They can't wait on Sunday morning to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to be praying with them at Starbucks, tears streaming down their face uh, as they repent of their sins. Uh, that is happening in this city. Uh, God is moving. Uh, we can either stand by and let it, it happen somewhere else, uh, or God can do it here at the house of prayer. And I say if God's going to have a revival, pour it out here at the house of prayer, that uh, we may see our city change. Jesus' name, not willing to waste my years, hear me when I tell you this morning, I don't want to be a wandering generation, I want to be a conquering generation, a generation is driven by promise and divine destiny, oh, there ain't nothing like talking to people about Jesus. There isn't anything like seeing revelation Come on people's face And knowing that God Did a miracle right then and there That's the reason Why God has filled us with the Holy Ghost And don't get me wrong What I'm about to say But God didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost So you could run around the church on Sunday morning Yes that's fun and we all love doing it And God didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost For you to dance Because brother, chance they danced in the Old Testament Before they had the Holy Ghost You don't need the Holy Ghost Holy Ghost to dance. you don't need it to clap your hands, you don't need it to leap for joy but we do need it to step by power into this city and to turn it upside down you've been filled with the Holy Ghost so that you would be a candle set on a heel that cannot be healed, our city needs Jesus, that's why we've got the Holy Ghost to step forth by Holy Ghost power and to do what only God is able to do listen I know as I said we step across Jordan as a church it's not going to be easy but can we be honest what in life is easy brother Jim what in life is easy yeah there's going to be giants in our path but I love giants because they give us the best testimonies oh there's going to be walled cities yeah I know that But you see, when I tear down the devil's walled city, I now have bricks to build God's kingdom. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Oh, I realize there's strong demonic forces in this city and they've been here way too long and we have lived with them and existed with them too long. It's time to break the back of the enemy in this city and get him out of here so we can see revival like we have never seen it before. If it means prayer, then let's pray. If it means fasting, let's fast. If it means door knocking, let's knock every door to our hands, Father but let's have revival in this generation can I speak to you as a dad this morning uh, I refuse uh, to hand off this church uh, To my children A weak uh, church that has no Holy Ghost power uh, Who does not know truth uh, When I pass this church off to the next generation uh, It's going to be a one God apostolic uh, Tongue talking Holy Ghost field uh, Holiest believing church uh, That knows the power uh, of God's presence uh, They'll know how to preach uh, They'll know how to re- up, uh, they'll know how to outreach uh, Because my generation uh, Is not going to wonder; uh, It's going to roar uh, And receive we'll what God has uh, For this generation I feel a little bit like Caleb this morning We need to go in And see what God has for us uh, And receive it You see there's an old saying And some of you probably heard it before And it's Well If you've heard it before, it's probably because you have a past you shouldn't have. But the saying goes like this. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. So Sean, I don't care if the devil sends a 20-foot giant I don't care if the city walls are 60 feet deep and 30 feet high because our God is bigger and greater than anything the enemy is going to bring. I build somebody's faith today. Look at the giant that look beyond him and say, I come in the name of the Lord. God will bring the victory. You cannot stop fighting. You cannot stop worrying. You cannot stop stepping. You've got to trust that God is going to do what He said He was going to do. Amen. Can I tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost? This city and this county does not belong to the devil anymore. I believe God has handed the deed to the house of prayer and said, here you go, have revival. And so we're going to start walking around Jericho and the walls are going to come down and we're going to have victory, but we're not stopping at Jericho because AI is laying just over the hill. And so as we take Jericho, we'll step to AI and we'll go on and bring revival to this city in the name of Jesus. You say, Pastor, how can you believe that? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down. Strongholds, strongholds, they come down because we've got Holy Ghost power. There's not an alcoholic that cannot be delivered. There's not a drug addict that cannot be delivered. God has got the power to bring I believe it is the destiny of this church to be conquerors, to be city changers and chain breakers. Amen. And when we fully understand and come to terms that God has placed us here to do, there's not a power in hell that can stop us. Let me what, tell you what I've learned about the devil and what I've learned about Jesus. Jesus normally stands on that side of the Jordan River and saying come, and the devil stands on this side of the Jordan River saying stay. And there is where you got to make the decision, Brother Benz. Either you listen to the devil and you stay on this side of the promise uh, or you listen to the calling of God and you start stepping into the Jordan River and start wading across knowing that God is waiting with a destiny on the other side for you to receive. Now I love Caleb. His sense of purpose was strong. And this poor man, this poor man, wondered for 40 years brother roger think about that he already stepped in he already seen the cities he carried the grapes and the pomegranates and the figs for 40 days he walked 500 miles through the promised land and then he had to step back and only get a 40-day glimpse of his destiny and then it was gone for 40 years what frustration Sister Donna, what frustration that he walked aimlessly for 40 years. But that wandering in the wilderness did not weaken his faith one bit. Joshua 14 and 6. Israel has now come to Gadesh Barney, and they're entering into the promised land 40 years later. And the Bible said, The children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgoth and Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Kenazite said unto them... Thou knowest the thing the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you and Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, a servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly follow the Lord my God. Be careful who you listen to. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. And he said, These forty and five years, even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. I am eighty-five years old as yet i am as strong this day as i was in the day that moses sent me as my strength was then even so is my strength now for war both to go out and to come in listen to verse 12 now therefore give me this mountain Whereof the Lord spoke in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced, and so be the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Eighty-five years old, and he was not ready to step back. Well, let me preach to you. It's been 45 years, brother Seth, since God gave this man a word. Brother Jim, it's been 45 years of waiting. He said, I still got the strength for it. I still got the fight for it. You just give me the word and I'm ready to receive it. Can I tell somebody what I feel in the Holy Ghost? Uh, some of you have been waiting five years, ten years. Uh, God has not forgot his promise uh, and God has not forgot his inheritance. Uh, but somewhere along the line you've lost your strength uh, and you set the sword down. Uh, and God is telling you if Caleb could wait 45 years uh, and still have the faith uh, and still have the strength uh, and unsheath his sword. Uh, he said now's not the time to give up. Uh, it's still your mountain. Uh, yes, the enemy Kims are there. Uh, yes, the walled cities are there. Uh, yes, the fence is there. Uh, but God said, "So is your inheritance. Uh, it's your mountain. Uh, it's your promise. Uh, it's your destiny." Uh, can I tell somebody? Uh, it ain't time to give up on your backslidden daughter. Uh, it's not time to give up on your lost husband. Uh, it's not time to give up on your healing. Uh, it's not time to give up on your marriage. Uh, if God says it's yours, uh, they get the sword out of the sheath uh, and step onto the mountain. Uh, Give me my mountain. I want my promise. I want my inheritance. Some of you here this morning know what Caleb was talking about. Uh, God promised him that mountain uh, 45 years earlier. Can I tell somebody we don't give up uh, on what God told us he was going to do? Uh, but preacher, it's been five years. Uh, that's fine. Uh, then you wait five years. Uh, it's been 10 years. Uh, that's all right. You wait. Uh, and you keep your hand on the hilt. Uh, and you keep the sword ready. Uh, with the God gave it to you but you don't understand there's so many problems it's literally with jobs and littering with cities yes I understand there's going to be a fight but the fight is worth it the war is worth it the struggle is worth it if God said it is yours go forth by faith and don't give up I got a word for somebody this morning It's your mountain. It's your mountain. But preacher, you don't understand. There's devils all over it. I know. The devil's one of the worst squatters in history. He's come in and he's put up camp on your mountain. I feel the Holy Ghost strong right now. And God is telling somebody, the devil might be squatting on that ground, but it's not his. The devil might be living in that house, but it's not his. The devil may have built some fences, but they're not his. It's your house. It's your mountain. It's your fence. It's time to take what God has given you. Can I tell you in the Holy Ghost, it's your inheritance. It's your choice if you're going to receive it or not. It's time to stop waiting at the mountain. I just tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. We have planned and we have strategized too long. Sometimes you've got to just put the plans down and just step into the battle and stop praying and stop Fasting and believe that it's time to receive the mountain. Listen, it's not going to be easy, folks. The devil is a fighter. He's gonna fight you tooth and toenail and he's gonna scratch and claw. But there is one thing that is on your side that's not on his. It is your mountain. It is your destiny. God is already ordained. It's yours. Go ahead, Caleb. You're 85 years old. It's been 45 years since you stepped foot here. But it is no less yours right now than it was 45 years ago. Step by faith. God has a purpose for the mountain. God has a purpose. I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost, brother Seth. One of the purposes of the mountain uh, is that the Bible said right here uh, that your children have an inheritance. Uh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Uh, you need to take that mountain uh, so your children don't have to take the mountain. Uh, why don't you fight for so they don't have to? Uh, why don't you war so they don't have to? Uh, why don't you occupy this mountain uh, so you can hand it off to the next generation uh, without giants, uh, without devils, uh, without problems? Uh, pass it on to the next generation God has given you the deed this morning but preacher it's going to be a fight yeah I know I know and I'm not a sugarcoat type of preacher but you know what I found out brother Dennis there's no weapon that has ever been formed against me that has been able to prosper. You know what that tells me? Uh, when I begin to storm my mountain, uh, all hell is going to break loose uh, and the devil going to stop attacking uh, and he's going to start lying and start doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, but if I can persevere by faith, uh, inch by inch, uh, I gain my mountain uh, and he loses his foothold. Uh, he loses his stronghold. Uh, it's time to rot the devil out of your inheritance uh, and take it uh, by faith uh, in the name of Jesus. Now, as a church, I believe God has given us some mountains to occupy. And yes, we still have some devils in Somerset, but not for long. Brother Jim, since we have started this church 16 and a half years ago, I have seen the nature of this city change. I have seen drug abuse come in, and I've seen all that other stuff. The devil's doing everything he can destroy what God wants to do in this city but you know how we have revival we don't give up and we don't buy into the lies of the devil that there is a soul so lost that God can't save them we need to just keep reaching out by faith and trust that God is going to change this city yes there's going to be some heartache yes there's going to be some setbacks yes there may be some times that we stumble and get weak but can I encourage you it is worth the fight to receive the prize and the destiny that God has for you. I feel like a Caleb Rowley cry in this church this morning. Give me my mountain, Lord. I'd rather rule than wonder. I'd rather fight than flee. I'd rather go on the offensive than defensive. Give me my mountain. Give me my revival. Give me my new land. Give me a 100 souls revival. Give me 52 people a year getting baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Give me souls for God's kingdom. Give me this mountain and let's have revival. As you close your eyes with me this morning, it's time that we as a church burn the ships in the harbor. We have no other choice but revival. Your family has no other choice but Jesus I feel God telling somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning the mountain is looming in your distance. The devil has occupied it and fortified it and the devil has told you it's not yours. But God is telling somebody right now that's your mountain. That's your mountain. It's no less your mountain than when it was years ago when I first gave it to you. I feel like Caleb this morning. And I believe that there's some men and women in this church today that you're ready to receive the mountain of inheritance that God has for you. If you feel that way, I want you to come to this altar and lift your hands to the Lord. Oh, yes, there's going to be giants and there's going to be battles and there's going to be fights and all that stuff. But we've got a destiny in this city. God has a destiny in your life. And it's time to receive that destiny in the name of Jesus. Uh, you see, your mountain is waiting for you. Your mountain hasn't moved. Your mountain hasn't changed. Uh, your mountain is still setting right there where it always was. Uh, and God has brought you back to the foot of your mountain this morning. Now that mountain is your destiny. Well, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now in this house. Come on, somebody. Why don't you unsheathe the sword? <laughs> Why don't you start walking up that mountain? But preacher, you don't understand how many times I've prayed for this healing. No, I understand. If it's your promise, it's your mountain, it's your destiny, you go get it right now. But preacher, I prayed for my son for... 10 years and he's got no desire to come back to church if God promised you your son who's going to be saved you don't give up you don't stop fighting you circle that mountain you scale that mountain you destroy every demonic stronghold and let God bring you the inheritance that he has promised you in the name of Jesus, uh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. I'm going to tell you what I feel is going on. Uh, I feel hell. Uh, I feel hell is raising its surrender flag right now. Uh, hell has seen an onslaught of Holy Ghost people uh, coming after the promise. Uh, hell has seen saints uh, that have not stood on the mount for a long time. Uh, starting to walk up, but this morning, that's it. Uh, if prayer meeting then be a prayer leader if God's called you to ministry then be a preacher if God's called you to be a soul winner be a soul winner if God's called you to be an intercessor then intercede do what God has called you to do in Jesus name